We're here to speak the truth. Damn right. Our truth, as we experienced it. Say it loud, say it proud. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And then retreat in shame. Proof that not everyone gets equal share of the gene pool. They're all dead. Burnt down after a strange mopping episode. Her father's going to kill me. He said, well, it was an accident. How can you get in trouble for an accident? And I was like, well, welcome to my house. That's everybody's house, right? That's, that's, yeah, we're good? Okay, good. All right, we're all on the same page. And my kids at the time were so fucking cute. Yeah. I mean, they really were. You're not lying. Grandma Lois says, you know, cute in the crib, home only at the table. That sounds terrible. Why would you share that story? Why did that bring you joy? First of all, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But second of all, because it does. Okay, I don't have to explain or justify myself to you. So anyway, just shut up and listen to the story. Can you let me finish? Quit interrupting. Such a sarcastic prick. God, he's great. I do have diva energy. You uh, really do. <laughs> it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, hmm. I bet you take it down a notch, princess. Feel far superior, sir. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that's the reason and not all the other reasons you should feel superior. Oh, we could make a list. Oh, let's not. Let's not. I see you got a pen there and some paper. Mm, Let's not. You know what? Okay. You're so superior, but you can't figure out the stuff. You should turn that page if we're gonna. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Bitch had receipts. It's all about me. It's the inner <laughs> show. That's the new name. I'm a big girl now. Talkspace. It's therapy on your side. <laughs> all right. If you fuckers don't become a sponsor at this point. So, um, who do you connect with the most or the least? Out of this list? Uh-huh. Who, like, I, I could probably assume who you connected with the most. Be like, oh, this person, despite all this shit that's going on around me, this person sees me. All right. How about this? Who do you think it was for me? Jim. Yeah. All right. Well, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> how about the least? Oh, gosh. Maybe Susan. Yeah, you're probably right there. She, I mean, she moved away from a family situation that she didn't want to be in. I mean, she didn't grow up in a house like we did. No. But she didn't want to be associated with Fremont, with the poverty she grew up with. Like, that's part of the reason she moved to North Carolina is she wanted to reinvent herself. Well, she went to Atlanta, Georgia first, right? Oh, yeah. She followed a boyfriend or something. Yeah, some weird shit. <laughs> And then, yeah, eventually wound up in North Carolina. And, and and I don't know what it is. She has never wanted anything to do with me. I don't know if that's intentional, but I mean, or if that's because of the other thing that we haven't talked about or, you know, um, what the deal is, but she has never wanted anything to do with me. She So she only taught, if she is home and we're in the same room, once she's done talking to other people, she'll be like, oh, well, hi, Sandra. How are you doing? And mind you, this woman grew up in Michigan like we did. But when she moved to the South, she also picked up the Southern accent. Yeah, within 17 seconds. <laughs> right. 
Because, <laughs> uh, again, she was there to reinvent herself. And she's like, oh, North Carolina, the Carolinas, as she calls it. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we live in the Carolinas. And, um, yeah, she's just like, oh, hi, Sandra, how are you doing? And, you know, we have a very brief conversation about the good things going on in my life. Because I know she couldn't possibly be burdened with the terrible things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't even bother. Yeah, I'm waiting on a kidney transplant and I might die. <laughs> Oh, that sounds lovely. I just think you're just going to have the best of luck right there. Are you praying? <laughs> exactly. You should pray. I I've prayed for you, and Mr. Mm. Clark, he's praying for you too. Like Rosie and all those other little girls in Mexico, they're they're praying for you at their church. I'm like, yeah. okay, thank you, Susan. That's very I kind. Don't, That's very kind of you. I don't <laughs> understand that. Now you say that like if I'm the only person left in the room, she'll be like, well, I guess I better get going. And walk out. So she will not hold a conversation with me. I don't think we've said collectively more than 12 sentences in my entire life. Oh, no. I mean, I might be a leper. I don't know what's going on or what the deal is, but she does not fucking care for me. Again, I don't know why. I've never done anything to her. I haven't seen her. Right. You know, like family get togethers or whatever. I am not invited. So, like, you went to the beach house twice? Yeah. How many times did I go? Zero. I have never. <laughs> I went to North Carolina once. That was for the wedding, which, um, and by the way, the star of that wedding is great grandpa. Petropolis. Oh, oh okay. my God. He was great. Him and I got along so well. Oh, my God. He was freaking great. I go downstairs because I'm excited because I heard great grandpa Petropolis, who we did not speak about oh, on the no, list. We, didn't. we we need to, uh, he might be an episode on his own too. Amazing, amazing human being. Oh my freaking god! So much fun. Such a sarcastic prick. God, he's great. And um, so we're we're in Raleigh. I'm sorry. Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Anyway, so we're at this hotel. It's fancy. You know that because like they change the sheets every day <laughs> and they got this thing. I am fucking excited as fuck. Okay. They have, I didn't know this was a fucking thing, a continental breakfast. Oh, <laughs> we can sneak into this little room and eat whatever we want. <laughs> they don't, they don't take money. Like, there's no tickets. They're just like, no, just go on in there, young man. Just go ahead and get what you want. And I'm this like, this feels wrong. And I'm like, they have like exotic foods, like bagels. <laughs> and you, you laugh all you want. That was the first time I had ever heard of a bagel in my life, was that day. I'm like, a what? A bagel? Is that like from India? <laughs> so, like, yeah, I totally, I was just, <sighs> and they had donuts. Like it was, it was like you went to Bill's Shop and Save, our grocery store, and like it was all of the donuts, and you could have them all. <laughs> and they had a pop machine that gave you apple juice. Ooh! I mean, holy fuck! So I am about to shit my pants, and Grandpa Petropolis comes through. Great Grandpa Petropolis, and he's like, "Eh." They have a continental breakfast. Did you know that? And he's like, bird food. We're going to go get breakfast. (laughs) And we went out for breakfast. (laughs) 
And I'm like, but the food's right there. <laughs> and this man had a very thick accent. Oh, yeah. To the day he died. Mm-hmm. A century later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hadn't been to freaking Greece in 90 years, and he's still thick as shit. You can hardly tell if he's speaking English or Greek. Yeah, he, uh, he, when, um, grandma and gra- the great grandparents that we were talking about earlier, Ewald, you know, they were in the United States already. I don't know when their parents came in, but, um, our great grandfather, um, Grandpa George, great Grandpa George, he came here in 1912, mm-hmm. I believe, when the he first was, time. when he was like 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lied at Ellis Island to get in. Yeah, and uh, he, straight from Greece to America. Uh, his sponsor was in Muskegon, so that's where he ended up at. No. No? That is not how he wound up in Muskegon. Oh. That was an oopsie-daisy. Oh, okay. So actually, his sponsor in America was his cousin. Okay. Whom he may have met once. Okay. He just had an address in New York. Okay. So he goes through Ellis Island, lies about his age because you got to be 18. And he learned English on the boat ride over as best he could. (laughs) And so immigration's way of verifying thing was, is they kind of go with you to the address, you know, and they, you know, kind of knock on the door. Hello? Yeah, um, we're looking for Dimitris Patsos. Gave this address, sponsoring... George uh, Patropus. Yuri! Everybody comes running out of the house. And it's apparently I got the dog excited. Everybody comes running out of the house, right? And they all hug and it's all great, right? And then the immigration people leave and they're like, who are you? He's like, I'm, I'm George. Like, ah, the Matrix moved like three months ago. And the thing is, is like three hours later, immigration comes and knocks on the next door and they're like, I, uh, I'm looking for uh Poulos. Do you know this Demetrius? And they're like, Demetrius. And it's, they do the same routine over and over again. Right. And um, they don't know anybody. They just have an address. Yeah. Okay. And so grandpa then turns around and he's, uh, he's working at a hotel and um, doing dishes. Mm-hmm. He saves up enough money and he buys the shoe shine stand out front. I had to okay. make sure I said that right. Shoe shine stand. Not good at tongue twisters. Anyway, <laughs> so he's out there and he's doing that. And he does that for like um, a year, I think it was. He saved up enough money and he turns around and he sells his booth for like five times more than he paid for it. Goes back to Greece. Gets sick and almost dies. Like he's there like nine months because he gets sick right as soon as he gets there. And, um, he makes it through, barely makes it through. He, he gets back on the boat. He comes back over after visiting everybody, right? Gets to New York. He's like, nah, I'm going to go to, I think it was Indiana. So he gets on a train. He just goes to Indiana because there's a Greek community there. And he's like, I'll go hang out there. Because that's where his cousin went. Mm. I'll go there. Well, he gets there. and, And as soon as he gets off the train, he just starts getting sick all the time. And uh, he goes to he goes to a doctor, which you had to know he was sick if you went to a doctor, because <laughs> this is the same guy that calls all doctors crooks. Yep, um, they're just there to take your money until nature runs its course. And um, <laughs> so he was sick. Anyway, it was it was allergies. Mm, okay. So the doctor looks at a map and says, "You know, you need to be somewhere by the water 
fresh water would be good. And he just points at the map and he's like, probably somewhere around there would be ideal for you. And that was Muskegon, Michigan. <laughs> he got on the fucking train and then just got off at Muskegon, Michigan. That's how our family got to Muskegon. Wow. That's how it happened. <laughs> and he gets off the train. And the first thing he notices is this little thing. I think it was called the Silver Moon Cafe. Okay. And yep. he's like, I think I'm going to buy that. So he goes and works at a factory with a friend of his from Greece for, I don't know, I think it was another year. And they saved up the money and they bought the restaurant. Which is still there today. Which is, yes. And But it's called something different now. It is, it is. Um, But, and then while he's there doing that, working with his friend, his friend says, you know, I got a sister. She's about marrying age. I got some money saved up. So if you want to marry her, so he says, so they negotiate the dowry, takes the train back to New York, gets on a fucking boat, goes back to Greece again, this time doesn't die, and marries her. Comes back, and they had their first kid. And she died in childbirth. Wife. So, yeah. That's, anyway, that's how our family got to Muskegon. Um... But then he acquired a second wife. Oh, yeah, but that's a lot of drama. <laughs> that cost him his relationship with his brother for like 30 years. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Here's another story Good. I got to tell you about. So Golly. Demetrius meets this woman, his brother, mm-hmm. falls head over heels for her. And so as was the custom in the day, he goes to his brother and he says, George, I want to marry this girl. And Grandpa says, absolutely not. She's German. You know, Uncle Dom is furious, but he knows the rules. He never remarries. He never marries. Grandpa, meanwhile, a few years later, marries live-in nanny who was taking care of the kids because he figured it'd be cheaper to marry her than to keep paying her. And her name, Erna Fromm, (laughs) off-the-boat German. Grandpa and Uncle Tom didn't talk for a very long time. Wow. Yeah. So again, people are like, never speak ill of the dead. Bullshit. And I, I told Grandma Lois this like, when I last saw her, because mm-hmm. I was making fun of somebody at work. Is uh, This guy, Mistako. Uh, that's not really his last name. It was Maseko, but we all called him Mistako because, <laughs> well, you know. Anyway. You might as well. But, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, I mean, God rest his soul. And she's like, you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. That ship has sailed, (laughs) ma'am. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell everyone else. When I die, if you fuckers only say nice things about me, I'm going to be mad. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's not true. That's right. I am at least 50% asshole. (laughs) And only 50% of that time was on purpose. Because we're all human. We all do dumb shit. And- and to not appreciate the path that somebody takes in personal growth and failure is to not appreciate the person as a whole. And so then you're not honoring a person. You're honoring um, some false memory. That's right. And that's not appropriate behavior. You got to talk about somebody, warts and all. You got to be honest. And um, anyway, so my apologies. Anyway, you were right. Jim is definitely the person I connected with the best <laughs> and Sue the least. Oh, and Erna from the nanny that he married became the mother to our grandfather. Yes. Dave. Grandpa Dave. Who, who uh, our brother David is named it after. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm glad they didn't name David Astinos. He never, he still wouldn't be able to spell it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Question two. Question two. Um, which cousin were you the most jealous of growing up? Jamie. Cause she's a smoke show. Well, that. <laughs> That's why I was always jealous of her. That's like, reason one. I was like, she's my cousin, but I was like, why is she so hot? <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, a large portion of it. And then the other portion is is because she grew up with money and had a completely different life. Uh-huh. Yeah. And every time that I would go out to see Uncle Jim, she wasn't available because she was out doing something fucking cool. Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not fair. She used to be good looking and have money. I mean, uh-huh. you're not supposed to be able to have it all. Uh-huh. Yep. <sighs> um. Ooh, that... This could probably be an episode in itself. Uh, whose death affected you the most as far as like when we were children? Directly or the wake of consequence? Hmm. Are, there, are those going to be two different yes. people? Yes. Oh, can we do both? Like a real yeah. quick, real quick. Yeah. So the one that affected me the most was great grandpa. Okay. Um, you know, that one really, he was the only, um, person I talked to at that time I, I connected with, like I would quote unquote miss the bus. Cause I would walk, <laughs> you know, the couple miles to his, to his trailer at the trailer park to go hang out with him. And I just thought he was the most awesome person because then, you know, I'd turn around and I'd have to call. Uh, freedom Chevy and be like, dad, did I miss the bus? You can pick me up from grandpa's. <laughs> and like the, I mean, it was probably only like the first or seventh time it happened. Um, dad was a little perturbed and he, he scolded me about it. And he said, you know, you gotta quit bothering your grandfather. Quit coming down here. You know, cause then you call me at work and there's this and that. And great grandpa's like, if he wants to see his grandfather, he's going to see his grandfather. <laughs> I know that's right. And you're not going to say a damn thing about it. Uh-huh. And we're not having any further of this conversation. Why does he feel he has to tell you he missed the bus instead of the fact they just wanted to come see me? He's here every Wednesday. Yep. New Superman comic came out. I go to baseball cards and more. <laughs> Use my lunch money. I buy that. And then I'd read it on my way walking to Dating grandpa's. yourself there. Yeah, I know, right? Not baseball cards and more. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would get to grandpa's and he would make garlic toast in the oven, which... You know, you can make toast with an oven instead of a toaster. Um, and it was fucking amazing. And then we talked shit and he it was fun. He used to keep buttered toast uh-huh. in a tin on his table and it would be there for days. Oh, yeah. And it tasted amazing. And we'd just come in as kids and like it was like a cookie jar. Yeah. We'd just get into the tin on the table and be like, oh, this toast is five days old with butter on it. Let Fuck me eat yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. I mean... You're like, oh, that's got to be a health code violation. But you're also talking about a guy who died at, what, 102? 103. 103. Almost 104. Yeah. And he, every day, fried up bacon and cooked his eggs in it. Mm-hmm. Every day. I don't just mean like, wow, what a nice Saturday treat. I'm talking every day. Every day. That was his breakfast. You're talking about a guy that didn't stop smoking cigars till he was 70-something. Yeah, because the doctors are like, this is going to kill you. And he's like... Ah, okay. Yeah, and he was, and that wasn't even, he's like, eh, I didn't want to buy him anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, it's like that. So anyway, amazing, amazing individual. So that is the one that affected me the most directly. And plus your mom, fuck shit changed. Yes, absolutely. Huge, huge. There was As like one no of the one very few, um, like poignant things I've ever heard come out of dad's mouth was when your grandfather, the day your grandfather died, part of your mother also died. Oh, absolutely. And I went, wow, you're right. Mm-hmm. No, you are, you, I mean, 100%. I mean, at the burial service, I was like, something has changed. Yes. It's not, it's not going to be okay again. And, you know, that sucked. Um, but that was reality and things had changed. And that's when things at home that, really shifted. I feel like that was almost like the pinnacle moment where things really start, started to slide downhill and like everything came to a head, like dad's drug addiction, like mm-hmm. mom, like withdrawing uh, into herself and she just was well, disassociating. And- that's when she started saving money <laughs> and hiding it from dad because now there was no one to tell her that divorce was inappropriate. Mm, yeah. I'm serious. And it got weird. Now, whose death affected me the most indirectly was Kent. Mm. Because when Kent died in 89, so I was seven. Um, and I was like three weeks old at this correct. point. Correct. And this was hard on dad. It's the first time he'd lost a sibling. I mean, we've been through that. We understand that's that's a difficult thing to process. That he had interacted with. So Correct. It was rough on Dale and it was rough on Troy. You... With your problems, then meant mom wasn't going to be around anymore. Mm-hmm. And it let dad defeat his own demons. And he he went back to Coke. Yep. And then, you know, I don't want to give away too much because this is part mm-hmm. of the uh, uh, other episode. Yeah. But um, <laughs> then that led directly to, pretty directly to Troy's death, which then changed Dale and dad's interaction, which led to the whole downward spiral, you know. All of that comes back to the, you know, that, that all really just comes back to April 3rd, 1989. That was the day that things changed hard and fast. It, it, it started off as a trickle and then it, the floodgates eventually just opened to complete dysfunction. Yeah. And I, and it's a shame because. Uh, it was gradual I, and then all at once. Well, certainly, but also. The Van Dyke boys started dropping like flies. Well, I that, but if if they had not indulged the way that they were, all of them were individually talented mm-hmm. in some way. Absolutely, all of them were handsome. Mm-hmm. Grant, like Grandpa Bill, was voted most handsome at his high school, and I seen his senior picture. They were not wrong. I did a double take, and I was like, "Was my grandpa hot?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, like. Troy was definitely the most handsome. Mm-hmm. He was he was like cover model, had like party, you know, business in the front, party in the back mm-hmm. going on with the with the striped polo, the acid wash jeans. His oh, yeah. senior he was picture, Mister Nineteen Ninety Four. Oh yeah, blue eyes, like reddish oh, blonde yeah. hair, acid wash jeans, like leaning mm-hmm. up against a fence post with for his senior picture. I remember this picture; it's still in Grandma's dining room right now. Yeah, what I'm was like that? he's ninety. 90- one or whatever. Yeah, I was like, he's so handsome. Mm-hmm. And then 
like Kent's uh, main portrait that's also in the dining room is in his football jersey. Mm-hmm. And he's very handsome. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening? And like Dale in his prime. Oh, yeah. He was oh, finer yeah, he was than frog in- hair. Oh, yeah. He was swimming in pussy. Yeah, I was gonna like, sir, save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. And with Dale, Dale mm-hmm. took it to a new level because he was musically talented. Oh yeah, artistically mm-hmm. talented. Um, yeah, and he I had everything going for him. Should I save this story for another time? <laughs> uh, the Dale episode, maybe. Ah, no, fuck it. What do you got? Okay, so a few years ago, a friend of mine had her baby shower at the church in Riemann. Okay, that one that mm-hmm. recently got added onto. And she uh, she was in my original graduating class, kind of my group of friends. So she's just like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm having this baby shower. It's going to be here. And I was like, oh, if it's in Fremont, great, I'll come. And so I popped by and, you know, we had little finger sandwiches and played games and blah, blah, blah. But then at one point we had, you know, the like first day of class game. Let's all go around the table, say our name mm-hmm. and how we know Kelsey. And so when it got to my turn, I said, OK, well, I'm Sandra Van Dyke. I know Kelsey from school. And then. All of these women, she has a lot of aunts, like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. of. And if the aunts were there, they also brought like a friend. Okay. Like, yep. so there were a lot of women there, like 25 plus that were ages 45 to 55. Okay. And uh, when I said I was Sandra Van Dyke, there was a hush in the room. Mm. And I said, oh, no, because <laughs> that could mean a lot. Of yeah. Yeah. Especially the Van one, Dyke name. Oh, in our and time. And then one of them pipes up and they say, are you related to Dale Van Dyke? And I said, well, yeah, that's my uncle. Oh, my God. You would have thought it was the after show. Ed Sullivan with the fucking <laughs> Elvis coming. They went, oh, they're like, Dale Van Dyke is your uncle. And then they're like, is he single? What is he doing? What is he doing right here, right now? And I was just like, I didn't want to like. Is he putting out? Is he on prostate medication? <laughs> no. I, did, I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, he's. um." A washed up husk of a man who still lives at home technically with his parents because mm-hmm. he lives at the trailer and uh, he's now divorced and he could ruin your life, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there was not a dry pair of panties in that church hall that day. Oh, I bet not. <laughs> <laughs> and like two more times during like while we're doing other activities, like they were looking at me. They're like. That's my source to the dick I followed in high school. (laughs) (laughs) So now Dale's at the deli counter. Now serving number 263. Now serving 263. Yeah, so grandma and grandpa had like the quintessential like love story. Dale had the quintessential like high school experience. Oh, yeah. He was a star football athlete. He was very handsome, very good looking. He had a lot of girlfriends. But also... If I speak to people about like when they knew him when he was in high school, I either get he was a rageaholic and you never wanted to make him mad. Yep. Or he was the sweetest, most kindest. They're like, he was the most wonderful person. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, can I see a picture from you back uh-huh. then? Because I think I'm, I think I know what a theme's going to happen. I'm like, what? So I don't know. Mm hmm. So um, it's interesting. And again, both of those things are true. Yeah. Right. And that's the right. duality of humans. Don't lie about people when they're dead. Yep. You got it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Next question. Next question. Uh-huh. How many did we get through? Three? Yep. 
And how many do you I got? I got two more. Okay. Okay. Um, was there ever a moment that you felt superior in our upbringing slash situation to like our other cousins or family member be like, oh, well, we we get to run wild. We get to do whatever the fuck we want. We get to like. Yes. <laughs> um, But not till I was like 17 or 18. Okay. So Scott was at the time working hard on getting his Eagle Scout whatever badge or whatever that <laughs> right. whatever they call uh, whatever they call it rank anyway and so is eric it's eagle scout whatever i don't know <laughs> i was in it but i i got kicked out that's that's a true story i got kicked out of scouting for refusing to lie that's messed up but that happened i was supposed to apologize to a troop for something where i punched a kid and uh, i was like i'm not apologizing for that now nah, i'm good and they're like, well, you need to. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. And I was like, um, how does that work? I was like, don't we have this thing where we got to say like 12 things and like the first one is scout is truthful? Yeah. Um, why you're like, hey, why don't you go ahead and be a liar for a minute? <laughs> It'll help us out in politics. And Chuck Whitman hated me for it and got mad. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, then you can't be here anymore. I was like, all right, well, let's not waste any more time. I wish you all the best. And I got up to walk out and George Tunningway is like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, and Chuck was like, no, let him walk. If that's what he wants to do. And I said, you're right. If I'm not willing to compromise my morals, I'm more than willing to walk out of here. Y'all have a great life anyway. But yeah, they're working on that kind of stuff. And Eric, you know, cause Scott and Eric are obviously working in their dad's footsteps, right? That's what they got to do. Mm, yeah. Know, cause that's his dream. Melissa and uh, Andrew were younger. I didn't really care what they were doing, but I also was their their life was great, right? They have all this money and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, they they wanted for nothing. Correct. And Jamie, I don't God only knows what she was doing. I have no idea. But it was gonna be something cool. But I had a level of freedom on accident that they they didn't have. It was uh they they very much had a gilded cage. Yes. They could have everything they wanted, but they had to live within certain parameters mm-hmm. and, and certain levels of uh cultural exception. Meanwhile, I like, so this is when it hit me. I got bored one day and I drove to Connecticut to go see a hippie chick. <laughs> because a friend of mine was like, yeah, I think you'd like this girl. You should come out and hang out. And I'm like, fuck it. Okay. And I just got in my car and drove to Groton, Connecticut. Yeah. You know who told me no? Not a soul. No one. Right. You know who told me it was a good idea? Me. I said it was a good idea, so I fucking went. Right. I'm 17. Who cares, right? I mean, I I experienced a a level of freedom that that they never will. That that my kids have never had the opportunity for. And that was the second time I'd done that. The first time I did it, I was 16. And your mom was like, well, hold on. Hold on. That's a really long drive. How about I drive you halfway and one of your friends can pick you up? I'm like, who are you and what have you done with my mother? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I found the hitch. She had to do physical inventory at work that day. So I went with her to help her with physical inventory. Anyway, so whatever. Um, but I did that. And that time I almost died in Connecticut. Like, seriously, it was like, 
It was which which we have an episode dedicated to. Yes, yes, that's actually what. <laughs> uh, so I won't I won't spill on that. But that's you know and stuff like that or like my friend Burnout. Um, no, that's not his real name. Um, that's just what we call his God given name, Burnout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burnout Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it's more Slavic than that. <laughs> but uh, I won't I won't spoil the name. Anyway, very good, very good friend of mine. You know, I just went down. I was like, just like, all right, I'm gonna go down and see Burnout. You know, so I went down. And I went and saw Burnout, and I'm like, hey, hey, bro, what's up? You know, just hung out with him down in, in Muskegon, or as we called it back then, Ski Town. And he was just like, oh, you know, I'm all right, man. You know, we're just smoking a joint. And he's like, um, oh, yeah, I'm a little down, and I'm like why? And he's like, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen my mom in like three years. I kind of like see her. I was like, all right, bro. Well, do you know where she lives? Is she like, she's not dead. And he's like, no, she lives in white pigeon. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's go to Indiana. So we just got in the car and went to Indiana because my friend had the sadsies <laughs> when we were smoking weed. So we just smoked weed and drove away. I don't even know where white pigeon was. Like I got as far as Grand Haven because I knew it was south. So I just yeah, got on 31 right. went south. I stopped at a gas station and bought a map and I'm like looking for white pigeon. So, okay, guys, before Google Maps, there was this thing <laughs> called maps and it's map not an app. <laughs> it's like map maps, like they're paper. You fold them out and it goes over your dashboard. <laughs> and on one side of it, it lists like all the cities. And so I went to the W's and I looked up white pigeon uh, and I was like, oh, it's K7. And then you go to play battleship and you go to K7 <laughs> on the map and you grid it out. And it's within this square and you find you're like, aha. And then you look for connecting roads and it's like a video game in real life. And you're like, okay, I just got to stay on the blue road until I get to the seventh gray road and I get off at the seventh gray road and I take that and I go across. And if there's construction, you're fucked. Oh yeah. If they're like road <laughs> closed, it's like trip over, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and the other thing too is it's like, oh, you just make a ride on, you know, whatever it is, M57, right? And you're like, there's no fucking sign that says M57, right? It's right. just like, it's Thompson Road or whatever the fuck, right? Yep. You have no idea. So you're like, that's why I call it a gray road because that's what the uh, Michigan highways where they were gray on the map. So I'm like, I guess I turn on the gray road and you just sit there and drive for a while and you're like, that road looks pretty gray. <laughs> you know, because it's got like a blinking light or something or a traffic light. So it seems like it might be a bigger road. So you're like, I guess I'm going to turn that way. And that's what you do. And, you know, the cool thing about going east-west in Michigan when you're on 31 is you know whether or not you turned the right way or not. Because if you run into the lake real fast, you went the wrong way. <laughs> so you got to turn around and go the other way because you accidentally went west. So anyway, we get to White Pigeon, hang out with his mom. She's like, oh, my God, Scott, it's so wonderful to see you. You know, she gives him a big hug. And she's like, oh, my God, it's this makes me so happy. <sighs> you guys want a beer? I just rolled a joint. And... <laughs> And I'm like, yes, mom. <laughs> it's just like, who's your friend? And, and Burnout's like, oh, this is my friend, Hippie. So I know, weird. How'd I get the name? So <laughs> I go inside and hang out with Scott's mom and um, my pager goes off and it's your mom. Like this is, I don't live with your mom anymore. Okay? Right. Like I'm living at grandma and grandpa's, but I'm like still in high school. Mm -hmm. But so I, I'm like, hey, can I make a long distance phone call? And she's like, absolutely. Just use our new sponsor, 1010220. And all right, if you're over a certain age, you got that joke. Anyway, she's like, yeah, it's cool. So I called mom. I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, where are you? Because this this is, again, not only before the days of cell phones, but also before the days of caller ID in uh -huh. our fucking area. Absolutely. And I'm like, 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm just hanging out with burnouts. Um, except I used his real name because I didn't want to think I was hanging out with unsavory folk. So I'm like, yeah, I'm over at Burnout's house. I'm hanging out with his mom, and she's like, oh okay. Um, you know, are you going to join us for dinner tonight? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to make <laughs> I don't it. Like I want to make it. And she's like, why not? And I was like, well, I'm in, I'm in Indiana. I thought when I talked to you yesterday, you said you might go to Muskegon to see Scott. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I did. And I went to his dad's house. Thing. But he had his sad, but he had sadsies. He wanted to see his mom. So we just drove down to White Pigeon. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, when you get back, well, I'll let you know the next time we do dinner. You know, like, I just woke up in Indiana was not something that she was like, oh my God, is everything okay? She's just like, that makes sense. <laughs> So, yeah. And then meanwhile, I have friends that are completely inappropriate for living in Fremont, like uh, Jeff, the gay one, uh, not the not the other one, not the uh, yeah, the other one. We won't. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. Leave that alone. And I was, you know, I had my friend Princess Charles. Yeah. I had a lot of LGBT friends. You did. Which, you by really the way, did. is not something that exists in Fremont. Like there are no LGBTQ people in their natural habitat in this area. But you found them. Oh, I did. I found you. It's like, yeah, I was just walking around listening to the sounds of silence. And apparently what I was really doing was was playing queen out loud, apparently, because all of Bird calling the gays. Oh, absolutely. It was freaking Cinderella's like, I need a dress. And boy, (laughs) did they come. So and fun story, like I'm I'm not into men, um, but they're into me. Whatever. It's your electric energy. It, you know, it kind of Everybody is. Wants, a, wants a piece. I, like they just. I do have diva energy. You uh, really do. <laughs> it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh-huh. I bet so, you take it down a notch, princess. Uh, how about no? Um, <laughs> not happening. Yeah, princess energy. That's another one for us. Uh, we got to do that in monochrome colors. Be like Big bitch energy. <laughs> yes. Not red dragon, but just yeah, big bitch. That's right. I am trying to lose weight, so fuck you. So. Yeah. So anyway, hopefully that answers your question, whatever it was. Um, basically, if you felt superior. Oh, and that. the fact that they're all dumber than me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't know Melissa and Andrew well enough. Okay, never mind. I do. Never mind. I, they felt that. I don't know Jamie well enough. How about that? Yeah. Scott's too quiet. Yeah. I mean, he's like Joe Paralite. Yeah. He really is. Like, if you make fun of him, he really does say. You know, I'm not even mad. That was a good one. He said that to me before. And I'm like, are you human? Anyway. Oh, yeah. So wait, what's your what's your next question? Is so this the last one? Yes, this is my oh, last one. All right. Make it a doozy. Okay. I know you already wrote it. but um, Do you think a relative could ha- like if mom and dad like something happened, if, so- if something came to a head with them, which a couple of times, oh, boy, it almost did. Um, basically, do you think a relative could have raised us and how would have things been different? Yes, a relative could have raised us and almost did. Uh, that was in the will. Yeah. It would have been very different because. Who who was named to do that, to take all of us on? It wasn't all of us. No? It was split. Oh. If I remember correctly. I think you girls were going to go to Aunt Sue before she had kids. I think that was I originally I thought my plan. godmother was Grandma Lois. You're right. Okay. But I think how it was shaking out because you know, everything got weird with the divorce and stuff. I think that. I think David and I were supposed to go to Uncle Jim. I don't remember. There's a lot of names batted back and forth and it changed Interesting. a bit. But I, that's how I, it was, it was written down. But yeah, originally it was going to be 
grandma and grandpa, but after the divorce and everything got weird. Yeah. That, that, that changed up. Um, but you know, reflecting on it, if I, if I, I mean, if I'd have been with Aunt Sue, I, I, I didn't, I don't know if I, I don't think I'd have made it. You just found, would have found new ways to get in trouble in another state. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I probably, I probably would have did my dream, which at the time was to follow the rainbow tour, which is the Grateful Dead. Okay. So I just wanted to, I just wanted a candy flip, the sell candy flips, you know, outside the Grateful Dead concerts. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's probably what I would have done. And I probably wouldn't have graduated high school, you know? Um, after Jerry passed, uh, Jerry Garcia, sorry, kids, uh, for those of you who don't understand the reference, uh, <laughs> after Jerry passed in 94, um, you know, the, 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 tour carried on for a little bit, but, uh, then a lot of people started following fish, another band you'll probably don't fucking know about, but anyway, not the point, but it was another jam band. Um, and I, I probably just would have followed around fish for a while. Um, and actually a lot of my friends did, um, a lot of my roundhouse friends, they, they followed either the rainbow tour or fished. Yeah. That whole place was Let's steal some lines here from some music and say that place was no funky reggae party, five dollars at the door. But everybody brought a gallon of wine. Not in the song, drop some food in the candy dish. But that was another requirement. So uh to answer your question there, I, I think with Jim, I probably would have been a more responsible, productive person a lot quicker. He 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 definitely understood my my energy and my lack of ability to focus. Uh, a lot better than anyone else. So, yeah. For him, almost going to jail got him on the straight and narrow. For me, that never worked. <laughs> uh, it's like having kids. So, apparently, I would just would have been a fuck no matter what until I knocked some chick up. I needed a baby mama. <laughs> Actually, I needed the kids, not the baby mama, but whatever. So, yeah, all right. What else you got? Well, that's the end of my question list on that. So for those of you listening, I just want to apologize that this uh, single episode by looking at the timer may have turned into three uh, <laughs> after edits um, because hold on, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And three hours pre-edit. So thank you. I appreciate that. I'll play some more corny sound effects. Yeah, so that's been fun. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done talking your uh, uh, ear off uh, tonight. Uh, however, we do have one last sponsor, and this is. Hold on here. Find the damn read. Ah, uh, hippies candy flip station. Uh, that is the tie dyed. VW bus, uh, at your local fish show, um, best candy flips, high quality, totally organic candy flips. Uh, the mushrooms are grown with no pesticides. Um, the larstigic acid is, uh, in liquid form right up until the moment it is put directly on organically grown, uh, locally sourced fair trade sugar cubes. Um, for your best enjoyment. So thank you again to our sponsor. <laughs> All right. I'm done with my bullshit. All right. Until next time. Uh, we love some of you, but not all of you. <laughs> all right. I, I could be another bug. All right.
Bye, all. Bye. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. Oh, why can't you just